0: what is it about the soul that we find so intriguing, so frustrating, so disappointing at times? What is the role of the soul in our lives and how do we know when we're working with the soul or not? Do we know when we're ignoring our soul? How much guidance do we get from our soul and what exactly does it do? The soul is somewhat of a mystery, an enigma, and we want to know more about this presence in our lives that is the source of our joy and at times our pain. What is the role of the soul? What does it do for us? And how do we connect with, work with, and embody it? It's a delicate balance that we need to perfect over our lifetime, not giving it too much or not enough power, attention, and space in our lives. Learning to create the soul-self partnership establishing the boundaries of our co-creative partnership. Yes, you need to have boundaries with your soul energy. And learning to align with the soul's energy is something that we learn for ourselves as we establish the role of the soul in our lives. The soul is a new spin for coaches, pundits, Instagram influencers, and people who are looking for that next conversation starter, since they've moved away from the laws of abundance and attraction and other topics. There's a lot of information out there now about how we connect with the soul. We can be soul-sourced, soul-led, soul-driven, and soul-focused. There's a lot of emphasis on divinity, the soul's mysteries, the soul's purpose, soul mastery, and soul alignment. What is wrong with all of these topics? They give the power to the soul. They put the soul in charge and make the conversation all about the soul. And that's wrong. We are the energy containers for the soul's energy. And no matter how much we want the soul to be in charge, that is never going to happen. The soul is our partner, not our leader. If we were taking a road trip with the soul, it would be sitting in the passenger seat, not the driver's seat. If we were running a company with our soul, it would be our CFO or chief financial officer, not the CEO. It is going to tell us when we've overdrawn our bank account, but it won't put money in it. Simply put, the soul is the wick and we are the candle. The soul works with us, not for us. It doesn't direct or lead or drive us. It sits quietly and waits for us to reach out to it, for us to ask with an open, fear-free heart, and it will answer. We want connection with the soul because we want someone or something to be in charge, to lead, guide, and support us. We want a presence. We can see, hear, feel, and touch. So we give the soul our power and then wait until it tells us what to do. We give the soul a name and a place of honor in our lives and then hope it will bless us accordingly. But that is not the role of the soul and those things are not going to happen. I see and hear the misleading rhetoric about the soul, delivered breathlessly by people who think they know it all and they are going to become soul experts. And it bothers me to see people who are taking advantage of those who are suffering, confused, afraid, and in pain, and give them hope in an expensive solution that is not a solution at all. We cannot create a separate body for our soul and then call it our support system. The soul is sourced within us, and any partnership or connection we have with the soul has to be driven by our desire to expand, not to get help with our most challenging immediate problem. While we like to give the soul a human face and presence, so we have the impression that it is more accessible, more real, and more tangible, that's not a path that we should follow. This is where we start giving the soul too much power and responsibility in our lives and start turning over the things that we're supposed to be doing, like setting intention, managing our energy frequency and vibration, and ensuring that we are empowered in our lives. We do these things best when we know we have the soul's support for our actions. We do not do these things well when we give them over to the soul and then wait around for something to happen. It is our natural inclination to believe that something as powerful as the soul has to be more powerful than we are, and thus, it should be in charge. Who are we to be able to harness the infinite power and vast energy resources of the soul and call them our own, and yet, that is exactly what we're supposed to do. The soul is our partner, not our leader. It is our spiritual resource to be used, without limitation, in our journey through the 3D density of the material world. It carries our specific energy frequencies for success, joy, love, and abundance, and then holds them in escrow for us until we're ready to embrace and embody them. But if we think we aren't worthy of the soul's presence and participation— if we feel unworthy to receive what we wrongfully consider to be the soul's grace and gifts to us, then we will have a lonely and frustrating life. Because while we can get along without the soul's presence, it's not an easy or wise thing to do. Remember, I said the soul holds energetic frequencies for us, and it does. It carries the energy of our potential for us as a reminder of what we came here to do. For this to happen for us, we need to focus less on purpose, why we're here, and focus more on potential, what we came here to expand into, to overcome, and to succeed with. If you've been following me since 2004, when I first began writing and channeling, I said that this is the lifetime where we end karma, So we decided to bring in all of our most challenging karmic experience and partners. We chose our most difficult soul group so we could really get the work done once and for all. It has been tough, and it has been at times deeply unpleasant, scary, frustrating, and lonely. But we had an ace in the hole, so to speak. Our soul held the energy frequencies for our post-karma reality in this lifetime and created what I call the five soul energy priorities as a guideline for us to follow as we work through and overcame the karma. And we're then prepared to create a new karma-free life in our 5D paradigm. These five priorities of soul energy mastery, and notice I said soul energy mastery, not soul mastery, We don't need to master the soul. We need to master the energy paradigm it holds for us. These priorities are coherence, cohesion, clarity, confidence, and congruence. And you can read about them in my book, The Five Priorities of Soul Energy Mastery. I've put a link to that page on the blog, or you can go to jenniferhoffmanbooks.com and find my books there. You can also look them up on Amazon. When we integrate these five energy priorities into our life and we embody them in their true and highest form and frequency, we become fully aligned with our soul's energy imprints, which are really our energy imprints that reflect our highest potential. Then we can expand into a new, more fulfilling, fun, and joyful life paradigm. But The soul is not in charge of this process. It just holds the energy until we're ready to align with it. I know we really want the soul to tell us what to do, to let us know we're on the right path, and tell us when we begin to veer off towards the ditch. We want the soul to support and guide us, to feel like we have a strong big brother or sister who will protect us from the bullies and the monsters. But that's not the soul's job. In reality, we have everything we need to do that for ourselves and our soul will support us when we stand up to the bullies and the monsters, when we do not engage in powerless self-judgment, and when we remember that we have a partner in this process. The soul's energy priorities tell us exactly what we're striving for in our efforts at healing, wholeness, and congruence, in our search for transformation, peace, love, and joy, and in our efforts to heal and release our karma forever. Here are the five soul energy priorities Coherence is our desire for understanding and enlightenment, cohesion is our desire for connection, clarity is our desire to see and to know. Confidence is our desire for courage, alignment, and integration. Congruence is our desire for divine harmony, synergy, and energy flow. We step into our spiritual maturity when we stop looking for a savior and instead go to the soul as a partner. It does know things that we don't, and it will share them with us when we ask from a place of energy mastery, not martyrdom, when we ask from a place of empowered intention, not desperate fear, and when we allow our soul to help us navigate and guide us with gentle grace on our life path. This is the best use of our soul energy, the most potent way to align with its energy priorities and to let our soul know that we are ready to live joyfully powerfully and through our highest potential in the space of our co-creative partnership. And we're ready to take the wheel and invite it along for the ride as our navigator. Thanks so much for tuning in to the High Vibes Living Podcast. I'm Jennifer Hoffman, your host. I hope you've enjoyed this week's episode and that it has inspired, motivated, and energized you to take a few steps towards your rich, happy, and successful life. If you need more inspiration for your life path, check out my eight best-selling books on Amazon or look at a transformational intuitive session, coaching, or program on my website enlighteninglife.com. Be sure to sign up for my newsletter and join my over 5 million weekly blog readers. Please subscribe to the High Vibes Living podcast. Give it a like and a review. Your acknowledgement helps others find us and get the information and inspiration they need to turn their pain into joy and their fear into confidence. Your Becoming 360 transformation into congruence and divine harmony is a step away, as is your rich, happy, and successful life. Join us each week for a new episode, and I look forward to our next time together.